Hi, my name's Shelley Flett. Welcome to the Dynamic Leader Podcast, where I share insights, experiences, successes, and failures with leaders from across a broad range of industries and business structures. I maintain that each of us needs to be open to sharing our experiences and making the leadership playground safe enough to fail, to grow, to have fun, and ultimately become more dynamic. So please sit back and enjoy. Hi there, and welcome back to another Dynamic Leader Conversation. So this week I am speaking with you solo, and we are speaking on the topic of career resilience. It is a topic that I've been working with clients on over a number of years, and one that I myself am truly passionate about nurturing um, in others as well as in my own career. Uh, The reason that I started working on the topic of career resilience is because I was finding that even in the 21st century and even prior to COVID, there was an overwhelming number of leaders that had a high need for job security. And I found it quite interesting um, given that leadership um, in and of itself is highly ambiguous and uh, uncertain. So that surprised me a little. Uh, And so I decided to do a little bit more uh, investigation and work on it and um, teamed up with uh, Dr. Hamid Pusti from um, the Swinburne University uh, to do a little bit of research um, on the topic of job security and career resilience. Now, when I talked about the need for job security, it wasn't to say that the leaders that I was noticing wanted to remain in the same role forever or um, for you know their whole lives, but they wanted more to ensure that they had continued employment, that they could um, that they would continue to receive an income and that they would be able to maintain their livelihoods and of course their lifestyle preferences. Uh, and most of the time that's something they've worked really hard to achieve. So not understand not um, uncommon. And the problem that I was seeing was that traditional methods of achieving job security were no longer relevant or effective. You know, uh, once upon a time, the employer was responsible for ensuring that employees had ongoing employment and that job security wasn't actually anything to worry about. And so we know that with the ever-changing environment and the constant restructures that organisations go through, um, that the well-founded and plausible approach that was once offered is actually no longer valid and it's definitely not up to the employer um, to be looking after the security of their people. You know, around every corner there's a possibility of redundancy and, you know, this can be quite nerving, unnerving for a lot of people. And, you know, with the concerns around redundancies continuing to rise, I think we can expect that confidence around job security will still continue to fall And, you know, this is a a problem because it's really important to a lot of people. And, you know, you might say, so what? It's dead. Get over it. Uh, And I've heard that a few times from leaders. But I think it's worth paying attention to. I think it's worth taking notice of. I think it's worth considering the impact that anxiety and constant stress, that uncertainty and insecurity has on an individual actually has a flow and impact of their performance um, and of course more importantly their health and well-being. There was a study that was conducted that actually found that um, you know 56 percent 
of employees say that anxiety affects their job performance. So it's not just me that's saying that. There's research that suggests the same. And, you know, half of those people report a negative impact on relationships with co-workers and peers. So when we talk about culture and building a business that is strong and cohesive, um, then a lack of job security can also have an impact on that. Uh, and, you know, let's not forget the... Um, people who are in management roles, you know, not only is stress a factor there, but leaders are increasingly susceptible to it. Uh, and, you know, a lot of them are saying that work is the primary source of stress in their lives and that having a leadership role increases the level of stress. And, you know, so I think the topic is really important. I think now is a great time to be talking about it as we start to go back into the office, or at least in Australia, that's what we're doing. And, you know, the stresses that weren't there last year, albeit a different kind existed last year, um, there are different kinds of stresses that are coming back into it. And, you know, the reality is that most of us want to do a good job and that's more likely to happen when we're not worried about being unemployed, when we're feeling safe and secure, when we're feeling stable in our environment. And yet we say that and we know that we're all faced with the challenge of losing our job in some way. Um, and that's a reality. And so we can't continue to offer security in the same way that it was provided in the past. And so I think the topic of career resilience is not only important to individuals in organisations, but to leaders as well, who are wanting to give their people support and offer them an alternative view, which enables them to take control of their own development and performance. And really rethink job security and what that means in uncertain times in today's environment and of course well into the future. I think by addressing rather than ignoring the need for job security we can decrease those feelings of anxiety, stress and overwhelm that come with it and I think it's time that we consider career resilience as being just as important if not more important or in align with Um, employee engagement and retention of top talent and performance and you know even down to um, absenteeism is they're all all connected and I think that when you focus on one you can effectively focus on them all and have a big impact on that. So if we look at resilience alone it's the the if we look at the definition of it it's the ability to bounce back from adversity and do that quickly and so career resilience is about doing that on a professional level when we focus on increasing our career resilience uh, we're not only looking to avoid the redundancy of a role but more to build our skills so that we can bounce back and recover quickly when the time comes and not even if the time comes but when the time comes So building career resilience becomes a strategy that we not only use to achieve security, but to also help us stay in our growth zone and challenge us to continually adjust our thinking so that we can remain relevant. And not only in our industry, um, sorry, not only in our workplace, but the industry more broadly. When career resilience is high, we are better equipped to confidently change our focus to a different opportunity, a new role, or even an adjacent career path. So it opens up so much. And so the framework that Hamid and myself 
developed around career resilience really aims to empower individuals to take control of their career and improve their likelihood of remaining relevant and therefore employed in uncertain times and in fast-changing environments. That's not to say that their employment may will continue with the same organisation. It may not, but that they do continue to be gainfully employed in some way, shape or form. Uh, we believe that each individual may come um, or approach this framework from a different perspective. And so we are presenting what I'm going to talk to you about is not necessarily linear, but more uh, just a guide to help you approach things with a different perspective. Uh, perspective. The career resilience framework provides four key areas of focus and I'd like to take you through them because I think it's probably relevant just hearing about the different ones that exist. Um, And so the first of the four is self-initiation and that self-initiation really is central to the other components of that which are adaptability, awareness and attitude. So if we take a look at each of them in a little more detail Uh, and then see how this can be applied within your um, environment. So self-initiation is centred around recognising an individual's drive and motivation to really take control of their future and influence their outcomes. And of course, the outcomes that are right for them um, and not necessarily everyone, but um, definitely for them in the first instance. And then it's about making a decision to do something about it and holding oneself accountable to that. So regardless of what's motivating you, whether you're focused on climbing the corporate ladder or you're just happy to stay where you are, self-initiation is relevant. It's about understanding the need to change, even if that's for the purpose of remaining the same. So often I hear, um, you know, I'm not planning on going anywhere. I don't want to climb the ladder. I don't don't want to be promoted. I'm not ambitious. I I just want things to stay the same. And, you know, to those people, I would say, well, in a constantly changing environment, staying the same really isn't an option. And so if you're wanting to stay as close to the same as you can, then um, you really need to adapt and um, initiate change um, and, you know, adaptability, awareness and attitude in order to remain as same as you possibly can in the environment that you're in. Um, So self-initiation, among other things, is having a willingness to set your ego aside and be prepared to think outside of the box. We interviewed a number of leaders um, in different industries uh, with different experience for the research that we did into career resilience. And one of the leaders that we spoke to was Al Davidson, who is the national senior recruiter with Axiona Geotech and he says that um, to step sideways or even backwards to help you remain relevant and secure is really what can open up opportunities to learn a new skill set that you may not have been presented if you just focus on being promoted each time. So he's a big supporter of moving sideways and not always moving up the ladder which is um, fantastic. Self-initiation requires us to accept that individually we're responsible for our own career outcomes and that's from promotions to redundancies and everything in between. It recognises that no role or employee is ever safe for life. Um, I don't know whether that was even a thing 30 years ago but it certainly isn't today. 
The workplace is constantly changing and so too are the people within it and the world around it. And whether you're working for a small startup or a large corporate organization, you really are responsible for initiating and owning your career. If you don't do it, no one else is going to do it. Job security is the responsibility of you individually. And those who can adopt a self-initiation mindset are better placed to succeed than those who don't. Um, And so following self-initiation, we then turn our attention onto the next component, the three A's. So the first is around adaptability. Um, We all know the saying that we all know that staying the same isn't an option in the world of self-initiation, that adapting is something that all organisms on the planet need to do to ensure their survival in their constantly changing environment. And humans are no different. If we want to feel secure in our jobs and survive in the world, then we must continually evolve and adapt to our surrounding environment. For most of us, what this looks like is first appreciating that businesses constantly evolve and second, anticipating how a specific role might need to change in the future and then positioning yourself for that change. So another leader we interviewed was Tony Vanderkerkhoff, who is the director of JK Finance. And he is a fabulous example of someone who has adapted his approach throughout his career and as a result has high levels of career resilience. There is not much that you can throw at this guy who um, doesn't catch it and roll with it. He's very inspirational. Tony started his business with his colleague Luke Jacobson back in 2016 and he did that after a number of years working for an for a larger organization and you know when Tony entered the workforce um, in the corporate environment he was led to believe that success was realized through making your boss look good he is not the first person to have shared that with me so it definitely wasn't a surprise He believed that if he was a good follower, then he would progress in his career. And he did that for the first few years. Um, He role modeled what his leader was doing and how they were behaving with the expectation that things would work out for him. And for a little while they did until his leader left the team and he found himself back at square one with no advocate something that is really real is that no one stays in their positions for long periods of time. If they do, it's very rare. And that when a leader moves, if you are only focused on making them look good, then you do end up back at square one. So it's some really great insights from Tony. Um, But, you know, fast forward to today and Tony's adaptability has allowed him to respond to changing market conditions, to client needs and the broader economic situation. And he sees the adaptability of his staff as being of high importance, saying that you have to be multi-skilled and always try to learn before, learn more about different areas. Um, If you can set yourself up for the future through being adaptable, then you'll remain relevant. And as the business grows, old roles are made redundant and new roles need to be created. And he believes that people won't be let go of if they can adapt to a new role. And I've seen this time and time again. If an organization sees value in you, um, it's rare that they will let you go. Yes, sometimes that happens. But most of the time, if, if you are valuable enough, they will find a way to keep you. If you look at it for in terms of a startup and, you know, let's say someone is doing an admin role 
um, that in a startup environment might mean that they're also learning about social media, that they're learning about customer experience or communication strategies, and that they're also offering to take on new tasks as they become more important. Um, For startups in particular, you have to be careful that the role that you apply for and that you're successful in getting doesn't outgrow you uh, quicker than you outgrow it. And that is a very big challenge in today's environment with organizations changing so rapidly. You know, for someone in a larger organization, um, that might mean cross-skilling into another function and um, becoming champions of change uh, for a project or something of the like. Too often you see roles that are made redundant because the needs of the business have changed and so and the person in it is let go because they haven't been able to adapt to the new structure or the new way of thinking. And so being adaptable is one way to ensure that you remain relevant and continue to be of benefit to a team, a business, an organisation and indeed an industry. Adaptability is about appreciating that there are many right ways to achieve an outcome and so it's not just one approach, it is looking at uh, how, how many different ones that you can apply uh, and you know it's also accepting that change is inevitable, it's continuous and quite often it's very unplanned um, and so learning to anticipate what is coming in the future and preparing yourself to succeed in a variety of environments is one of the things that will ensure your job security continues. Um, So anticipation is key to adaptability, Um, which brings me to the second component of that, which is around awareness. Um, And I think anticipation and awareness fit quite nicely together. It's about becoming aware of what's going on within you and around you. Awareness looks at how well you know yourself, how well you know others around you, your environment, the industry that you're in, the economy, the world, what's going on in the world. It all has an impact. Uh, It's with that increased awareness that you can better predict what is to come and be ready to respond and react when things change in your business and in your environment. Uh, Another leader that we spoke to was Bob Lyons, who's the GM of Customer Processing Services for Services Australia. He has a wealth of experience and um, is extremely wise in the um, area of leadership and and team performance. What he says is, it's up to you to get the skills, the knowledge and ability. Perception in hard skills and perceptions in awareness is what you need to give you security. Um, And so if you think about awareness as being like the control panel on a plane that lets the pilot know what's ahead beside, behind and even within the aircraft. It is awareness that ensures that what's actually happening aligns with what is expected and where it isn't, that you can make adjustments and your attention can be given um, to where it's required. If we were to look at an organisation or a brand that has, uh, through awareness, been able to reposition themselves, it would be Kmart, uh, who is currently ranked the number one discount department store in Australia. Um, But, you know, go back to 2008. Um, Kmart was where so many other Aussie stores are today, um, which is that there was no clear strategy. There were too many products. Um, No one really understood the pricing. 
Um, and, you know, fast forward to today where they're a whole lot more aware. Uh, they emphasize the importance of listening to customers and giving them what they want, which is everyday items that look good at low prices all the time. And you can see just how successful Kmart is today compared to what they were back in 2008. Another leader we spoke to, um, Jacqueline Carmichael, um, she is the Director of Human Resources at South Holland and is actually um, based offshore now um, and is doing an amazing job in a global role. She shared her observations of others who have an overinflated sense of self, which can be quite um, disenabling from an awareness perspective and you know not looking further than themselves is actually quite dangerous she says they're not looking they get confused with where they sit in the business and often their ego gets in the way of them evolving and anticipating the changing environment they think things are owed to them and you know they appear to be quite comfortable with that which is uh, which is dangerous and um, you know they can quickly become irrelevant and they can be easily replaced and unfortunately this can all catch them off guard which is quite painful to um, to watch and qu- completely unavoidable I'm sorry completely avoidable for individuals um, awareness is about paying attention to what's going on and within going on within you and around you And it's around recognising the reality of the business environment, which above all else is to remain profitable. So whether we like it or not, if businesses are not profitable, they will cease to exist. Um, And every business is like this. If you are not running um, in a, um, if you're not running profitably in whatever way you run your business, then um, you will have a very short lifetime, lifespan. Jacqueline offers that, you know, she learned early in her career that no one is indispensable and she is acutely aware of the importance of continuing to increase her value in the organisation um, so that they are more profitable. So she's aware of her role. She's aware that, among other things, profitability is really high and important and that um, if she takes her eye off that, then she exposes herself and puts herself at risk. Essentially, awareness is about looking up and taking notice. In the workplace, a person's behavior might have an impact on how they're perceived by others and what opportunities are presented to them. So being aware of perception and how other people are seeing them and you know, treating every conversation like it's an interview and that even when they think no one is watching, someone probably is. It's also about timing and noticing what's going on for you and the people around you. And often saying the right thing at the wrong time can be just as detrimental as saying the wrong thing completely. So awareness of timing and getting timing right. Um, And, you know, awareness isn't just about what's happening right here and now. It's also what's likely to happen in the future and then adjusting your approach to influence the outcome. Uh, If we were all just a little bit more aware, we would be able to communicate more effectively, we would be able to anticipate future changes and ensure that we do remain relevant. And I think that this is one of the things that we have learnt, that we learnt in um, 2020, is that 
things can change quite quickly and with a little bit awareness a little bit more awareness and a little bit more anticipating for things to come uh, we may not be impacted as greatly as we are or had been um, when we, we weren't ready for it so the third component is attitude to me attitude is everything absolutely everything um, it is your attitude that determines how secure you are in your current role and how transferable you're likely to be in your next role. It indicates how easy you are to work with and be around. If you can imagine, you know, that person with a positive attitude focused on possibility and opportunity and has a can-do approach, they're the ones that are going to be retained longer than those with a negative, something's always wrong kind of attitude. Your attitude will be the thing that attracts others to your energy that you give off and it's what connects you with other people and allows you to play as an individual contributor and also a team player. If you have a negative attitude, it may shut down opportunities um, even though you might be capable of the work and that can be compounding that you are even more negative when you are unsuccessful for a role and um, that you know you're you really struggle to get ahead so attitude is so important Um, attitude is about having having that unwavering belief in yourself and what you're capable of and doing that um, with that essence of possibility we spoke with um, Danny Holloway who is another fabulous leader Um, she's also the founder and CEO of Mary People who are a gumboot company Um, And she's experienced her fair share of challenges um, in her professional career. She says that she keeps, she fights to keep growing because she knows that she can and that the broader business can. Um, She sees failure as learning and says that I'm often failing because I'm always trying new things. But I take the lessons from my failure And I use that information to improve my approach rather than giving up or continually trying the same methods. So, um, you know, attitude isn't about doing the same thing again and again. Um, It is about, um, you know, getting comfortable with failure, moving outside of your comfort zone and um, and trying new things. Danny believes in herself and she believes in the business that she's building. And it is that attitude that has led to her success and the success of Mary People more broadly. And for her, attitude is everything. Now, go to a recruitment perspective. And again, if we think we go back to um, Al Davidson, he shares that when hiring in his organization, what he's looking for is people who work hard, share their experiences and learn. He says that people who ask for help and show others are all about attitude and, um, and you know, owning how it is that you show up. When looking to transition into another role, attitude needs to be considered every day and adjusted to focus on what you're doing to become a better version of yourself because this is what is going to attract others to you. You are responsible for controlling your attitude and also nurturing and influencing the attitudes of the people around you. It's You can't control the attitude of anyone else, but you will have an impact on them. And you know, it's important that you recognize 
that other people's attitudes will have an impact and influence on you. So your attitude um, is within your control, but notice where it is being influenced and, um, you know, seek out people who have a really positive, proactive, can-do attitude and maybe avoid being around or limit the time from being around those who are not so positive um, because that might just be holding you back and making you a little bit more insecure in your career. So when you align or you achieve that adaptability, the awareness and the attitude, then what you have is a focus on what is truly possible. And when you're doing that, it is then that you will find that you will be transferable, as in you will be able to move from role to role. um, And it might not be the same role as you were doing, but if you've got the right uh, adaptability, awareness and attitude, it might be um, something that you can learn along the way and build new skills around. It is, it allows you to become more promotable. So you'll be approached by people to say, hey, would you like to give this a go? There's an opportunity that's coming up. What do you think? And people will come to you. And of course, you'll be more reputable. Your reputation will precede you. You will get to be known as the person who can get things done, who has value for a certain thing or a certain approach or a certain way of doing things. And roles will come to you. And I have seen this with the people that I have coached time and time again, is when they position themselves right, when they have the right attitude, when they focus on broadening their perspective and increasing their awareness and that they adapt to different conditions and different environments that people start reaching out to them and um, you know offering opportunities that may not ever have presented themselves had they not have done that Um, you know and finally I think it's important from a career resilience perspective to recognize that you don't have to go it alone Um, And so much of the framework that we developed is centered around individuals taking responsibility for their own career resilience. It doesn't mean you have to do it alone. And it is really, really important that you have a strong support network to help you recognize uh, how you're doing, uh, where your strengths and weaknesses lie. They are the people that can help you to neutralize any unresourceful self-talk, which, you know, a lot of us have high degrees of. Uh, you know, about what you're capable or not capable of. And it is your support network that can help set you back on the right path. In times of high uncertainty and rapid change, it is the connections that we have, the sense of community, the feeling of belonging that can really help us to feel safe and feel secure and in turn build our resilience. Job security is definitely still achievable it's just the way that we go around it that has changed it is no longer someone else's responsibility it is ours alone so rather than being based on loyalty or tenure in an organization it is now based on self-initiation and really owning your own career it is by focusing on self-initiation along with your adaptability your awareness and your attitude that you absolutely can position yourself as the talent that organizations need to continue to succeed and grow 
You will be the one they come to. You will be the one that they will be looking out for. And so at the end, it really is all up to you. If you're not sure where to go from here or you found this really interesting and want some more, you can download the Career Resilience White Paper, which has some tips around how you can um, make shifts in the areas of uh, awareness, adaptability and attitude. Or you could reach out to me for a conversation. I would love to have a chat with you around uh, your own career resilience and support you um, if you're open to it to build your own career resilience over time to position yourself um, in a way that is secure and stable and for your lifestyle choices and for your future. So please feel free to reach out, either email me or send me a message through social media um, and I'd love to connect. Uh, But until then, stay awesome and I look forward to uh, having you with us for the next Dynamic Leader conversation. Take care. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Dynamic Leader. There is no better time than now to work through your leadership and people strategy, to establish what the future might look like for your business and how you might empower your people to help you succeed. It is through building the capability of your people and reducing their dependency on you that will keep you moving forward at pace and will see you remaining relevant in the future. I have worked with over 100 businesses across almost as many industries and seen firsthand the challenges that come with employing, engaging and managing staff. If you're looking to improve how you lead, why not reach out for a conversation? In the meantime, thanks so much for joining me and stay awesome.